Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Gary Richmond tells the story of the day when he was a young boy and his mother forbade him from going anywhere near any black widow spiders. Of course, this gave Gary what he considered to be the best idea he'd had all summer as he told his friend, let's find and catch ten of them. So he and his brother and his friend set off with one mason jar and a stick. And things went fine for the first eight black widow spiders they caught. But as uh, Gary was taking the lid off the jar for his brother to put the ninth one in, that ninth black widow spider jumped, landed right between Gary's feet. And Gary was so busy looking at the spider between his feet that he forgot to put the lid back on the jar until he felt something crawling up his hand. Looked, and sure enough, one of the black widow spiders from the jar had gotten out, crawling up. His brother came to the rescue and flicked it off before it could bite him and do any harm. Nevertheless, Gary says that he learned the most important lesson of his life that day. Not, I should listen to my mother, but someday I'm going to die. That's a lesson that we all know, but some of us have yet to learn it. It's a thing we know to be true, but we seldom take it to heart. It's too easy to push it to the back of our minds and think of it as something that's far in the future and we don't have to worry about yet. One man who, like Gary, learned that lesson well and took it to heart at a very young age was Martin Luther. From a young age, he was terrified of the day that he would die and what would happen to him when he had to face God's throne. But as Luther grew up and studied the scriptures, he learned from God's word, from scriptures like Psalm 46, that the day of our death is not something we need to be terrified of. That even on the day of our death, Christ is still with us and stands as our refuge and our strength and our very mighty fortress. That especially on the day of our death, Christ is our refuge. In our gospel lesson this morning, we heard Jesus tell his disciples that if you abide in my word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. What is it that God's word sets us free from? One thing it sets us free from is from that fear of death. As the writer to Hebrews tells us, and, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This is at the heart of our reading this morning, Psalm 46. That even on the day of our death, Christ stands as our refuge, and we do not need to be afraid. We read from Psalm 46, we begin with the first three verses. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, even though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, even though its waters roar and be troubled, even though the mountains shake with its swelling. The mountains fall down. The oceans rise up. The earth shakes beneath us. These are descriptions of doom and of death. These are the descriptions of the day of the end of all things. 
The earth is literally crumbling around the psalmist, yet he is not afraid. Why? Because he expects to find some way to live through it? No. He knows that he will die, if not on this day, on some day. But even in the day of death, he knows that Christ is his mighty fortress, his refuge. And so it is not a thing to be feared. When there is nothing else left, when all else has crumbled away, Christ remains. As the prophet Job knew, Job didn't die, but he did lose everything except Christ. And prophesied, I know that my Redeemer lives. The psalmist does not fear the day of absolute destruction, which he himself describes, but rather he looks forward to it. It is a day in which he will meet Christ. Numbers 23.10 Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my end be like his. We continue with verses 4 through 7 of Psalm 46. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Again, here in verse 5, we have that same description of the day of death and the day of destruction, of the night, which ends in dawn. That night is, the night is our life on this earth. And that dawn is the day, the hour, when this life ends. And we open our eyes, not on more darkness, but on light for the first time. And the rising of the Son of Righteousness, as Malachi reminds us, but to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. We go through a life of darkness in a world of sin that grows darker and colder the older we get. But then at that last moment, at the end of that night, the dawn of Christ's resurrection and promise. Of course the psalmist says that Christ shall help her just at the break of dawn. Of course Christ comes at the dawn because his coming is the dawn. The resurrection to eternal life. Whenever he comes, it is the dawn, but most especially that last moment when we open our eyes on his resurrection. Of course Jesus rose as well at the dawn at the moment of the rising of the sun on that first Easter morning. Because that's what his resurrection is. And yet the psalmist assures us that even during that night of darkness, even while we wait for the dawn of the resurrection he has promised us, he has not left us alone. The psalmist reminds us that even during that night there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. As we wait in that cold and dark night, this cold and dark night, we have the river, which is God's word and God's sacraments. The sacrament you're going to receive today, which 
gives us comfort and assurance, reminds us of the forgiveness of sins, and through which we even taste his presence among us. We have the tabernacle, God dwelling among us, which we talked about last Sunday, is Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah reminds us in Isaiah 58:11, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Is there anything more peaceful, more calming than a sit by quiet waters on a warm summer afternoon, assuming the mosquitoes and the flies aren't bugging you anyway? That's the picture that the psalmist here gives us of God's word and of God's sacraments that give rest to our souls and strengthen us for the days of night ahead. God promises to be with us. Just the other week, a member was going into surgery. It was a little scary. And of course, they called me up and asked for devotion and the Lord's Supper to give him that peace, that assurance, that comfort that comes from God's presence in his word and in his sacraments. We continue with verses 8 through 11. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see the works of the Lord. The deliverance of the Lord, his mighty power is there with us throughout our life. If our eyes are opened by his power and through his word to see and to understand, we can see his mighty works helping us continually. But above all, we see those mighty works on the day of our death, when our eyes open on the Lord himself. Rather than fearing or avoiding the day of destruction, the day of death, the day when the mountains fall and the earth crumbles beneath him, the psalmist looks forward to that. He looks forward to seeing for himself the mighty power of God. If you had a time machine, what would you do? Go back and see the parting of the Red Sea or the fire coming down on top of Mount Carmel or to be there to walk with the women on that first Easter morning and see the resurrection of Christ. We don't need a time machine to see the mighty works of God. We just need to wait. We can see them in our lives, but definitely we will see it on that day of death, that day of destruction. For this reason, the psalmist goes on in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Since we know that Christ is our refuge and our fortress, our strength in whom we can trust, since we know that he will be there for us on the day of our death, and we do not need to fear that day, therefore, says the psalmist, be still and know that I am God. What does this mean to be still? It means to stop the complaining and the shouting and the whining. 
It means to stop the running around and the demanding of God that He give me this and that. It means to, to stop expecting perfect happiness from this life, from your relationships and your job and the, other, and the entertainment. It means to stop expecting politicians and governments to be fair and just, right? It means to stop being angry because life is unjust and unfair and filled with trouble. It means to stop holding grudges because this person did that and that person did this. In other words, it means to stop demanding that God do things your way and accept that He is God, that He knows what is best, that He has the power and the authority, and that His will will be done. It means to accept His will and to accept the trouble and tribulation of this life waiting for that glorious morning, that day of deliverance when we will rise to meet him in the skies. It means to look forward with joyful expectation to that day and stop trying to find happiness in this, sin, in this sinful world. Someday you will die. Now what a wonderful thing to know that on that day, especially, Jesus will be your refuge and your mighty fortress. Young Gary eagerly sought those black widows, and in his youthfulness, he did not understand that he was courting death. But we as mature Christians, with full understanding of the forgiveness of sins through Christ's death, with our eyes wide open to the brilliance and the glory of his resurrection, wait and even seek with eager anticipation the day when the mountains fall, the day of our death, knowing in that day Christ will be our refuge and will bring us, not, not save us from death, but save us through death into his eternal and holy habitation. Daniel 12, 9, 10, and 13. Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest, and will arise to your inheritance at the end of days. Our God is a mighty refuge and a solid, sure fortress. Therefore, we will not fear even in the hour of our death. Amen.